Hello and welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm your host, Jerry Ewalt, Chief Marketing Officer for Restoration of America. And today we are blessed to have Kali Fontania, a credentialed educator who is working tirelessly to fight woke ideology being taught throughout the education system. Well, Kelly, we are very excited to have you on the show today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And you've had a very interesting career path. Uh, you started off as a public school teacher in California. You love teaching and you still teach today, I know that, but you've made a, a bit of a change in your career path recently. What, what happened? I feel like a lot of us have changed the last three years on what we were planning on doing for our lives. So um, yeah, I was a former public school teacher of 15 years. I loved it. I taught in California. I taught the English learners and the students that were behind in reading. I taught middle school and high school in Salinas, California. And yeah, I, I it was during the pandemic. The schools were shut down for a year and two months in California. And I got access to a lot of the lessons that the other teachers hmm. were using to um, indoctrinate our nation's young people. And I decided to expose those lessons while I was still a teacher. And then during that time, I started building a following because I was sharing with America what's actually going on in our public schools. Yeah, I think uh, you're, you're so right on the last three years. And I can speak for myself as well. But I think there's, there's events in people's lives that really get people to think about their place in the universe. And no doubt that COVID and the response to COVID was one of those events. And I think people like you, teachers uh, or parents, uh, when they were trying to get their kids back in school after being taken out of school because of COVID, they started uncovering, like you said, all this indoctrination. And the indoctrination is truly Marxist. It's a Marxist agenda. And you've, you were at the front lines of that. And you saw that and you made a drastic change. And I think one of the things I thought that was interesting that I heard you talk about was ethnic studies, right? Something so benign as ethnic studies, you said, well, I don't know, that sounds like a good topic that our, all of our kids should learn. Tell me a little bit about what ethnic studies really is hmm. and how it leads to racism. You're right. Uh, it does sound nice. A lot of these words sound nice. Diversity, equity, inclusion. They yeah. sound like they're okay. The ethnic studies. Maybe you're going to learn about different cultures and try different types of food from other cultures or something like that. No, it's not that. Um, ethnic studies is it is Marxism from start to finish. It's very much uh, steeped in the oppressor oppressed narrative critical race theory, which was explicitly taught to the students in my district. They were taught the definition. They were taught to analyze school policy through the critical race theory lens. They're taught about intersectionality, which is basically counting your oppressions. Um, they're taught about white privilege. They're taught about um, colonization and decolonization. So not only are these classes aimed at getting students steeped in leftism, but also turning them into activists. And what really annoys me about all of this is that it's taking away time from our students to make sure that they know the basics like reading and writing. Mm -hmm. And um, our, we have a literacy crisis in America. And I'm like, why are our ninth graders in California required to take this class when we have an average reading level of fifth grade for our ninth graders? Yeah, it's like you said, things don't add up. Something is going on here. And, and we, you've mentioned the word agenda. Uh, you know, ideology, things like that. And, and, I, and parents across the country are waking up to what their kids are being taught. Uh, and, and so, you know, this is, uh, it, the question always becomes is, how do you identify this? Because I think there are still some people out there that are looking at this and saying, well, this can't possibly be happening. Again, there are a lot of people waking up. 
But how do how do you identify this stuff in school? It's pretty easy. I think that the left tries to overcomplicate it just to be, so that we kind of cower and don't really understand how to recognize it. And really, it's just applying whenever you apply guilt or victimhood to a whole mm -hmm. race. So, for example, saying that all white people are guilty and that all black people are victims, that is critical race theory in 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 very simplified terms saying and so we're, um, the easiest way to recognize that is if they're just if they're teaching history with a lens or they're having students um, feeding them these narratives with yeah. a lens of color instead of looking at the individual and that yeah. is critical race theory that that is right. you know like if a teacher is, is giving a math lesson and, and and we've seen math questions like this where they'll say um, little you know Johnny, who's white, he got three apples while, um, you know, Sarah, who's black, has two apples because black people ha are historically more oppressed, right. things like that. And it's, it's again, it's applying guilt to the collective and that it's Marxism, yes. except instead of it being class, now it's race. Right. It's race. But um, I guess you don't have to look like me to be called a white supremacist either. No, <laughs> I, I, I think actually black conservatives like myself that we get we get called white supremacists more than real card carrying white supremacists in this country. That's First right. of all, they're kind of hard to find. So they have you have to they have to put their energy towards someone. Right. And so a yeah. lot of these leftists like to go after black conservatives and call us white supremacists. Again, cl classic Marxism, right? Labeling and getting uh, one group yes. against another group. And even exactly. if you don't uh, look like you belong to that group, you do. Trust me, you do. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's with so much going on in those schools, uh, how could parents fight back? What, what could they do uh, to, to kind of reverse this? Well, I have three calls to act, I'll call to actions for parents. And you know, not they can't do all. Not all parents can do all of them. They could at least do some of them. First thing is to get more involved. We need more parents on school boards. Yeah. Less activists, more parents on school boards. It's not that hard to run for school board in your in your county. You just have to do it. There's other people out there that are doing it. Why not? Why can't you? There are you know monthly meetings in the night in the evenings, so it usually can fit into most people's schedules. And um, so get more involved, you know, talk to your students, teachers, don't just, uh, I, I've seen a pattern where parents are really, I, I had an elementary credential at first and I would talk to parents after school all the time. Then I went into middle school and high school and guess what? The parents disappeared. That's hmm. actually a time when a parent needs to be more involved because yeah. that's when they usually push these narratives. So get more involved. Number two, um, on a legislative level, push for academic transparency laws. So what that means is that all of the lessons and curriculum that is being taught to your child has to be posted online for you to look at. And that should be, uh, it's sad that we even have to fight for that, but there are laws being passed in Florida and Arizona for academic transparency, which means that you could see what lessons are being given to your child. And that's just basically opening up the books, opening up the doors, so, because they've the public schools, our government schools has, have enjoyed the closed shut doors and not having parents really involved in education. And now we're like, what's going on? We're not allowing this anymore. And so we want the doors to be open. And then number three, and I think this is the best thing you can do is just pull all together because that's where you hit them where it hurts. They get funding for each child that's in our schools. And if you are in a district or an area that's just not changing, they are still pushing a lot of I mean, it's not just critical race theory. There's also the trans agenda. There's also um, this, all of the sexual orientation agenda. There's also the anti-God 
stuff that's Absolutely. happening in our schools. And that's been for a while. The best thing you can do is pull your kid, pull your kids from public schools. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. I hear that a lot. And, you know, it's 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 scary, right? Because, you know, I, I can even speak from my own experience, right? So you kind of go through life. You, I, I got a job. I'm busy. Uh, you know, my wife's taking care of the kids. They're at school. I think the schools are fine. I live in America. No problem here. Nothing to see here. But then as people start realizing what's going on and what you're asking them to do is you got to stand up. You got to be vocal. But but Kelly, I'm afraid that's that's scary. They're calling me a white supremacist. What should I do? <laughs> well, it is a little shocking at first. I, I will say the first few times I started speaking up and was getting called all kinds of names, house N word. Uncle Tom, which they, yeah. they consider a slur, but actually Uncle Tom was the hero of the story, but they're oh. so uneducated they don't know that. Um, house N-word, bed wench, you know, all of these horrible names. And then I just started realizing, you know what? I am, the, it, it, you know, it's funny because the more hate I received, the stronger I felt in my convictions because that side was so hateful and so angry and so mean and so out to get me that I'm like, you know what? I must be on the right side of history with this. And I really... Um, began begin to rely on only what God thinks of me and not what these people that are mean. And, and then I would go look at their profiles, these people that are saying awful things to me, and they just look terrible. I mean, I hate mm -hmm. to say that, but they're, you know, these big, giant, blue-haired leftist ladies that are, you know, have their pronouns in their bios. And I'm like, you know what? I actually have I feel it's a compliment. I, I couldn't agree more with you. And, you know, it's I, I, I've gotten some great pleasure recently as, you know, even main, uh, even even a lot of people in the media starting to talk about the, the battle that we're under, the spiritual warfare that we're facing right now. And there's no doubt. I mean, that this is the this is the the scheme of the enemy is to make, you know, call you names, tell you things that you are tell me that you're white supremacist or whatever it is. Uncle Tom's cabin. You, you can go on down the list of things you know that you are actually making an impact when the demons come out and start attacking. Absolutely. And I, I just did a review on the book. I actually have it here with me. Um, this book called Gender Queer. Yeah. I'm sure that very familiar heard of it. It's considered the most banned book in America right now. And when they say ban, when the left says the word ban, that does not mean that you can't find the book. You can still buy it on Amazon. You can even buy it like on the Target website. You're it such a book burner. Yeah, it means that it's being banned from the kids section in libraries. It's yeah. being banned from high schools. Right. And when you look at the book and they're saying that people are taking what's in the book out of context and it's currently in a high school in Maine. It's currently in a high school in um, Illinois right now. It's currently in a high school district in New York. Yeah. So it's still in our schools. And when you take a look at what's in the book, it is the most disturbing uh, piece of literature that I've probably read in my lifetime Absolutely. and I used to be very much in the world that I've had some disturbing things that I've looked at and now they're wanting our children to, to, to see these books and be angry at us for um, wanting to get them out of our schools and the, the nature of the book is extremely pornographic but not only pornographic but disturbing and there was at least 20 pages in the book that that I earmarked and and I'm telling America, like even anyone in their right mind would not want their child to see this. The viral image, and I'm just gonna explain one of the images because it is disturbing in nature. The viral image that everyone was upset about is two, looks like two men having oral sex, but it's actually two women and it's a girl with a strap on and a dildo. That's the context of the story. It's a girl that, that wishes she had a penis and she constantly fantasizes about that throughout the whole story. It's an autobiography. 
and that's what they want to put in front of our child's eyes. So you can't tell me that this isn't evil, that this isn't a, an agenda to really destroy our children's innocence, which we should all be protecting. Yeah, and Kelly, I've heard you speak a lot about uh, protecting kids, but when you think about the age range at which these kids are being exposed to this indecent stuff, they're very susceptible uh, to, to what they're seeing. And when you're in school and you're, uh, not you, but when the school's promoting this type of literature, but also encouraging the exploration of these acts that they're seeing in the book, um, they're very susceptible to this. And we have a right, we have an obligation to God to protect those kids from that. They're not mature enough to see these things. Um, yeah, and that's part of the, that's one of the excuses they make is that, oh, kids are being exposed to so many things now. So why can't, you know, oh, what's so, why are you guys so prudish about that? I'm like, no. is that a good thing that kids are exposed to so many things now? Why is that a good thing? That's not a good thing. And it doesn't mean that, yes, our children are being exposed to a lot more than they should. That doesn't mean that our government schools should rubber stamp it and put it in their libraries. And, um, and, and, and what I'm seeing is the fruits of it. Our children are more miserable than ever. Our teens are more miserable yeah. than ever. And, and they're not happy. They're not happy. They want to go back to the good old days. I'll never forget my students. I would ask them some of their favorite TV shows, and I'll never forget a lot of my boys saying that Full House from the early 90s was their favorite TV show. And I'm like, really? I think that we all thought that show was incredibly cheesy. That's right. right? And and it's and then those kids are they're just thirsty for the morality and for right. the innocence of the a innocence. time that was before them. Yeah, no, there there is a there is a craving for that and it's uh it's what they're exposed to is is um it's it's horrific is 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 the way to put it. And it's only getting worse, but we're, we appreciate people like you that are really standing up and fighting, but exposing it. The truth needs to come out, and it's not enough to sit on the sidelines and allow it to happen. It is ruining children's lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we need to all stand up for this fight. Don't Just because your child is not in public schools anymore or you don't have a child in public school doesn't mean that you don't have yeah. a... Um, Stay, uh, you don't need to take a stand in this fight because this is our future. And if we don't stop what's going on right now, now, <laughs> yeah. we are going to be looking at a very bleak future for all because these are our future yes. leaders, these kids. That's and so right. we, we need to make sure that we're fighting um, for our children right now because in 20 years, when yeah. these kids grow up, we don't want to have a whole generation of sociopaths and psychopaths and <laughs> and people identifying right. as 20 million different genders we want to have you know we want to continue the great things that we have in this country and what i'm seeing from this from this indoctrination is uh, is producing a very weak generation it is it is and it's uh it's smart attack by the enemy to go after the children that is our future uh, so yep. Now, uh, Kelly, I want to ask you a, a question about, you know, your, your expertise in, in language. Uh, here at Restoration of America, we, we often reflect on how words have different meanings today than what they typically do, or how the left likes to stretch the meaning or, or change the meaning of a word. Uh, so maybe talk a little bit about what you're experiencing out there in terms of like, uh, you know, what, what is a word anymore? What does it mean? And how do they take that to a different direction that confuses everybody? Well, I'm seeing it with male and female, man and woman. 
And I used to always, because I taught middle school, and middle school is a special breed. Yeah. You really have to be careful the way you have your classroom set up, the way you have them line up. And I used to have my students line up as boys and girls. <laughs> and I noticed that a lot of the issues would get solved when I had to separate the genders and they line up outside class as boys and girls. Well, the last five years, the left has decided that using boys and girls is not okay anymore. That's not inclusive because you're not being inclusive to your non-binary students or gender fluid students. So I was like, okay, wow. So if, if I were to try and line up my students today, I'd get pushback or I'd get some students yeah. that were uncomfortable because they don't feel like they're a boy or a girl. And, and what is a girl anyways? I could see some boys that look like boys might be one of line up in the girls line and mess with me and say, Hey, you know what? I identify as a girl. Right. You can't. And that, and these kids are smart too. They are starting yeah. to do that kind of stuff just to tease their teachers as well. And so, um, and, and that, that's just basic, you know, yeah. human biology that there's male and female and they're, they're trying to redefine like the basics of life. They are. Uh, I don't think you could get much more delusional than that. <laughs> Look, look, our, our God is not a God of confusion, right? So this, yes. the, the question then is, how do we get this back? How do we bring this back to, to sanity? How do we bring this back to truth? Words have meaning and you can't confuse people on it. How do we do it? We need to start being just as aggressive and just as um, uh, passionate as the mm -hmm. left is about taking mm -hmm. back the education of our nation's children. Yeah. They've done a really good job at controlling the teacher education programs. They've done a really good job at controlling the unions and the school boards. And we have just been enjoying our comfortable life in the US in our slow boiling pot. And now we're starting to feel a bit uncomfortable and we're realizing, wow, we should have been speaking up a lot sooner. Yeah. But um, I think going back and making sure that we are a million parents pulled their kids from public schools last year. The most there's been in a long time. And and we need to go back and, and, and start taking back the education of our children. I think that's the only way. Yeah, yeah. and I, I wanna expand on that because you, you said something that may be a little scary for a lot of parents out there. Pull your kids from the public school. Uh, and and that's, that's scary. So you've, you've done a lot of work in this area. Tell us a little bit about the Exodus Institute and, and how a parent would go about doing something like that. Yeah, I want to encourage parents that there is a lot of resources out there for you. If you're thinking about homeschooling, and I don't even want you to think about the fact that you're pulling your child away from being indoctrinated. That's part of it. Mm. But you're also pulling them away from being institutionalized. And <laughs> you can start really enjoying your child's mm. youth. Because the thing is, you're dropping off your kid at school for seven, eight hours a day, and you're not even getting their best hours, and they're not even getting their best hours being used for what they're good at as well. Mm -hmm. um, the way our schools work is that they're very one size fits all. And what I love about homeschooling is that you can tailor your program for your child. If you have a musical genius or an artist or a student that's very talented in, in sports, you can take more time on that and a little less time on the other stuff. And, and there's a lot of resources out there for you. My number one advice is to, to if you're not living in a school choice state, either fight for a school choice or mm. move to a school choice state. Because if you're in a school choice state and you're struggling financially to, to cover the cost of maybe a private, private school or a homeschool program like mine, you, a school choice state will cover it. 
So Arizona and Florida, I have a school, my school is called Exodus Institute. It's nationally accredited K through 12. Mm. And we can take school vouchers in Arizona and Florida. So, um, and I think a couple other states, I just don't remember them off the top of my head, but Arizona parents can homeschool their kids, but they also have a program that they can trust that is free for them to use Mm. because of school vouchers. And then also, if you don't have the resources to homeschool, um, I have an enrichment program that's only $20 a month that's meant to undo mm. the indoctrination that's happening in our in our high schools and middle schools. So it's a fifth through 12th grade program that um, has lessons that counter leftist lies. Like um, I have lessons about communism, what happened in Venezuela. I have lessons about socialism. I have lessons about North Korea. Um, there's a lesson debunking Black Lives Matter, and that's for fifth through twelfth grade students who are getting a lot of maybe mm-hmm. for parents that are concerned about the indoctrination and they want to undo it. Well, they can go to my twenty dollar a month program and get on demand lessons that are um, taught by me or my husband mm-hmm. that undo the indoctrination. So we try to have options for everyone. F- fantastic. With with all of the attacks that our kids are under right now, what a what an amazing opportunity to get closer to your child help them through those attacks through homeschooling or at least the supplemental material that you have to offer. Yes. They're only young once. I was a middle school teacher. And if you are someone who has had kids, they grow up really fast. You only have one chance to raise your child. That's right. And um, sometimes you have to make some sacrifices for that, but there really aren't sacrifices. Money is not worth the soul of your child. It just isn't. And if no. you have to cut back on expenses, spend more time outdoors, spend more time That's doing right. things that are that are less expensive. Yeah. And then also just ha- enjoy the time that you have with your child because it's very short. Yeah, you, you, you don't get that time back once they grow up. Mm-hmm. And as you said, they grow up fast. Mm-hmm. Kelly, what, what else is on your mind that we haven't touched yet? Oh man, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm getting ready for the school year. So we have 120 students right now and I, 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 I grade a lot of the work and I've been catching up. But you know, I'm really worried about 2024. Yeah. I'm worried about what, what's up their sleeve because I'm seeing mm. a lot of censorship right now. Everyone mm. I know who's on the right, who's speaking out, we're all getting shut down right now. A lot of yes. us are losing accounts, we're losing engagement. I went from getting, I have an Instagram and I went from getting 12 million views a month to now 3 million or 1 million even. Um, I've had videos taken down and this is like the last two or three months and I noticed that they they did the same thing in 2020. They started censoring everyone. Um, And especially after January 6th, all of a sudden censorship was like up the wazoo, right? And I'm seeing that again and that worries me because how else do we get the truth right now? You cannot trust the mainstream media. We go to people like you. We go to people on social right. media and they're try- They're really working hard to shut that down. So I'm just worried about what's up their sleeve because 2020 was a crazy year. So I'm like, what are they gonna do yeah. for 2024? <laughs> oh, oh, there's no doubt. I, and, and I know everyone's thinking about it right now too. But uh, again, we can't be overwhelmed by the, the enemy on this one. And we gotta spend yes. a lot of time in prayer, which I know that you yes. are doing and many people uh-huh. are because God is in control still of the whole thing, so. And that's a really good reminder. I try to remind myself, I have to remind myself of that every day because I try. We can't control any of this. All we can do is control what God has asked us to do. Absolutely. Well, Mm -hmm. Kali, that that is fantastic. Uh, How else can we support you? Uh, Just sharing about my school. I mean, you can go to thinkexodus.org. So if you know of anyone who has 
children in public school or who in K through 12, they're looking for an alternative, um, have them check out thinkexodus.org. I'm really trying to grow the enrichment program. It's only $20 a month, and mm. it's I feel like that's an accessible price for parents. There's 75 lessons there that is uh, that are already on demand and ready to go, and I actually communicate with you. So when a child turns in an assignment, I give them feedback personally. Wow. It's my favorite thing that I do right now, and I want that program to grow because the more it grows, the more I'm motivated to keep going. <laughs> Holly, thank you so much, and, and God bless you on, on your continued journey and, and battle that thank you're you. in. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. You could uh, have me back anytime. I would love to come back. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget, by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting First Right to 30161. That's First Right, all caps, one word, to 30161.